Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. Welcome back to another segment here on GEMS Podcast. Hope you've had a fantastic week thus far. Today with me is a special guest by the name of Andrea Lukat. She joins us from all the way across the world, and she'll share where she's from soon. And you already know me, the founder and host, Miss Genesis Amaris Kemp. But let me tell you a little bit more about Andrea. Andrea Lukak um, entered the working world after studying economics. She noticed very quickly how unhappy she and other people around her were in their day-to-day lives. This awareness led her to having the courage to follow her passion of inspiring people to live life to the fullest. Utilizing her knowledge in human behavior, Andrea is able to assist people in overcoming overwhelm, fear, shame, and judgment by communicating their needs and wants powerfully. So without further ado, let's welcome the woman behind it all who's gracing us with all of her knowledge today. Welcome, Andrea. Hello, welcome everybody to um, our show today. It's such an honor to be here because I know you're joining us from Austria, right? Yes. So that is amazing because you're actually the first guest from Austria. And I'm just super excited to have you within the community. And I definitely want to give the audience a chance to connect with you in a fun and personal manner before we jump into the core of the segment. So there are two options to choose from. We can do an icebreaker or a rapid fire 10 question game. What are you in the mood for? I will suggest a rapid fire. Okie dokie. We're playing rapid fire with Andrea and Genesis. Do, 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 do. Question number one. What is your favorite food? Oh, so I love pizza. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Question two, favorite color? Uh, red. Question three, if you could go anywhere in the world and money was no option, where would you be headed? So in Dubai. Question four, if you had the chance to have lunch or dinner with any person, past or present, who would it be? Tony Robbins. Question five. Would you rather a dream car, dream home, or who says you can't have it all? Let's go big and have both. Yes, both. Question six. Name a quote or mantra or something that just picks you up when you feel low. I am worthy or I am enough. Question seven. If you could recreate any significant moment in your life, or change something about it, what would it be? So I will speak out for myself. Question eight. You get three random acts of kindness per day. What are your three acts to do today? Um, Acts? Yeah, acts. Like, so you do something good for someone else. And there's three things. 
So I will smile uh, to a person. Um, I will um, help them um, maybe in a, a conversation or uh, ask them how I can be of assistance. And I will ask if we want to go for a coffee. And nine, what's one thing that makes you uniquely you, Andrea, that no one may know about you, but it's something that if they know, they'll be like, oh, wow, I had no idea. Uh, so I'm uh, very uh, empathetic. And question 10, it's our pass or play question, and here are the rules. If you pass, our roles are reversed, and you get to ask me a question. If you choose to play, I ask one last question to wrap up rapid fire. So do you want to pass or play? I want to play with you. Okay. So last question. What is your drink of choice? Coffee, tea, or something else? Definitely coffee. <laughs> Amazing. And thank you for playing rapid fire, Andrea. Now let's dive into um, a bit of your background and we're going to build up to the work that you're doing now. So I know your bio mentioned that you now help people, you know, really take ownership of their lives and just live their lives to their full potential. So what was it like growing up um, for your childhood and how has that made you the woman you are today? Give us a condensed version of your background, just so we know who Andrea was and how she's transformed to the woman you are today. So I was studying um, economics and I found out that um, um, not everyone was uh, very happy. So uh, we did a good job and uh, but but with these do's and don'ts and um, this all regulation, the uh, people were holding back so much. And uh, I was asking myself, so why is that uh, that way? And uh, I was not liking it until I decided to to have a greater look on it and uh, began to uh, studying this field. And um, as I saw what, uh, what is possible, uh, so the difference which I saw was uh, so huge that I uh, felt for myself, I have to do something about it. That's amazing. And just hearing how you said you realized by observation and personally that people were not happy you were not happy and there was something more that you needed to do to fulfill yourself and to really ignite your purpose right yes yes so often people even didn't uh, knew that uh, they are not happy or happy so it's normal like this kind of stuff, uh, but uh, also studying the body language and uh, the voice and something did not match in here. So um, I was asking myself, what is here happening? So I want to understand this. And I like that because it's so important to pay attention, not just to our inward feelings, but our outward feelings. How are we showing up and do they mirror each other? Is there um, synergies? Is it holistic? 
because your mind may be saying one thing, but your body is doing something else. So it's out of balance. Yes, and that's why I find uh, uh, healthy boundaries very important uh, because um, if we tend to say yes and we mean no, the body language and the, the voice uh, and the outside uh, words that's, does not match. So some confusion is produced. It, it, it's um, like the others are feeling something is wrong, but uh, they don't know what it is. And um, therefore I'm standing for healthy boundaries and clear and open communication because uh, so we are in a holistic way um, sending out one message and not two or three different messages. Yes, absolutely. And whenever you speak on boundaries, I'm a big um, supporter of really setting up boundaries, but also enforcing the boundaries you set up. Because what good is having a boundary if you're not going to hold yourself accountable or the people around you accountable? Having boundaries is a sign of respect. You're respecting yourself enough to put certain constraints in place. And you expect others to respect you because they set up boundaries for themselves and others. So why can't we as individuals do it without feeling guilt, shame, remorse, and et cetera? And there is a good book, um, Boundaries. I'm not sure if you've read this book. It's by Dr. Henry Cloud and John Townsend. And it talks exactly about boundaries and, oops, sorry, see boundaries. And I have that book and it's a good reminder for anyone out there who is struggling on how do you effectively set up those boundaries? How do you keep the boundaries and how do you maintain them? And I know Andrea, in your line of work, you have some tools and resources to help people who are trying to navigate this. So can you give us a glimpse of what has worked personally for you as well as your clients? Mm -hmm. uh, to set healthy boundaries, uh, I see it as essential knowing our desires, needs, uh, and uh, to be clear of our wants. And so we have to be like a little observer who are observing ourselves first. Uh, so we can see what we like and don't like. And uh, by becoming aware of uh, what is we can change it because if we don't have a great look on it we will not see it and will not become aware of it and we will not have anything to change absolutely and one thing that you mentioned is helping people understand their subconscious why are they thinking the way they're thinking why are they behaving a certain way and you're helping them really understand those subconscious patterns in order to help them deprogram and reprogram so they can begin to start fulfilling what it is that they ultimately want to do. So can you talk about how are some of the ways that you help people unlock what their subconscious patterns are so they could run their lives effectively? And I know you also say letting go of the past. That's a big component too, because people don't realize that holding on to the past is also hindering you. Yes, the past happened and we're acknowledging it, but don't stay stuck in the past because the future is so much bigger and brighter. 
Yes, correct. And uh, I want to um, build a picture for everyone who is not in this field um, uh, uh, informed. Uh, um, and the subconscious, and uh, while we are growing up, up as children, we have to imagine ourselves as a little unfilled bottle. And when we grow up, our environment, parents, um, teachers are filling this bottle with their beliefs, with what we may do or don't uh, want to do or what we have to do or what is right, what is wrong. And so uh, whole uh, belief systems are created while we grew up with experience we learned, we learned through modeling and uh, we are not even aware of it because it is a long time ago, but our subconscious mind does not forget anything. Everything is uh, memorized in here and uh, we are acting um, often out of habit or out of these patterns, which we are not aware of. And uh, by working with clients, um, it is important to make the invisible visible or the uh, subconscious conscious by asking a lot of questions, by making a situation which triggered us uh, clear what was really here. Were we acting out of a pattern uh, uh, or um, uh, was it was an old pain triggered and we feel uh, some anger or sh sh negative emotion uh, to have a look on where it came to release the old to understand that if this was a part of our past, we can change it today and we can future base and have a look on how we can act or behave in future. I like that. And as you were talking, I have a water bottle sitting off to the side of me. So I would say, okay, for those who are watching the video, if you grab a water bottle and you start to write down every time you have a positive thought, deposit it into one water bottle and name it your positive bottle. And if you have a negative thought, so I have two actually, so I'm visual take the other one and deposit it into the negative one. Now see which one is getting full faster. And then you could ask yourself, okay, am I relying more on my subconscious or um, my conscious? And then you could use that as a visual cue to help you start to um, pay attention to your mindset in order so you could deprogram and program because you want the your positive jar to be more filled than your negative jar you want to be intentional about your consciousness versus your subconsciousness so maybe if you use some visual cues that could also help you make sure that you are training yourself would you say that's a good exercise andrea or do you have another exercise to share yes that's wonderful and have i have also a great uh, exercise to share um, there's an old saying that uh, within a human there is a good wo a wolf and a bad wolf and uh, the question is which wolf will win and the answer is the one which we choose to feed. Powerful. So good war, bad war. Which one are you feeding? 
How is it helping you? And et cetera. And I love that. One second, let me get a sip of water. I think that's so important because we think about the media. We think about the wars that are going around the world. But if you're feeding into the negativity, then you're also letting the universe know that you're allowing negative thoughts and forces and voices to come into your mind and your reality. But if you feed more into something positive, something that's edifying you, it's adding value and et cetera, then that's also another way that you're building yourself up. So Andrea, based on the, uh, the other work that you're doing outside of human design, what are some other ways that people can shift from, you know, just going through imposter syndrome, not feeling that they're good enough, having shame and guilt to really making that transition? Because sometimes getting over the hurdle is scary because they've been so comfortable in the familiarity. Yes, and it is uh, in uh, becoming aware of uh, what we all did uh, already uh, good in this world and uh, to acknowledging our um, strength and everyone has uh, a special gift. So we have just to find it. And um, if we um, find it hard to do so, we can uh, have a look on little things and honoring them. If we cooked a good meal, for example, when the times are very hard. So this is also uh, not a thing which uh, probably everyone could do that way. And by honoring one, think at the time it will become a habit and we will recognize even more things because our focus will uh, will change and um, the subconscious um, uh, then tends to find more things which are, uh, are related to the focus we choose on yeah so um, what I'm hearing is this so if we have something great that we have accomplished, celebrate what we accomplished and allow that to be something that is building the momentum and driving us towards accomplishing more things. But if you accomplish something and you don't celebrate it, then you're not really um, performing optimally because you still feel like there's some remnants maybe inside of you that is still telling you that you're not good enough, you're not capable, when in actuality, if you start just giving yourself praise and, you know, just saying, you know what, I may not have achieved this yet, but this is what I have achieved so far, and this is a building block unto my empire, this is a building block for me to pave the road and etc. then we could start to see how different neurons will begin to fire off and those neurons are going to transmit and then we'll start to see a shift gradually and gradually and gradually until we are in the place that we are destined to be. Would you say that is a good summary of what you just mentioned, Andrea? Yes, and uh, by doing so, we will feel automatically more happy. So another question that I have for you, Andrea, do you use any of the modalities or training such as NLP, neurolinguistics programming? Um, some people are now using theta healing that's involved in this work, 
or they'll use different um, human design assessments to help with um, understanding behaviors with their clients? Yes, I'm uh, using NLP as I'm a certified NLP trainer. And uh, I use uh, sometimes hypnosis as well to uh, help uh, clients uh, changing their patterns and behaviors. And I love these tools because um, the transformation is very quick and um, the neurons work within some seconds. So question there, a follow-up. So you mentioned using hypnosis with NLP. There are some certified NLP practitioners that do not use hypnosis. They just strictly focus on NLP because they feel like if they interject hypnosis, like people think that it's woo-woo or et cetera. So why did you personally choose to um, use both of them together as complementary? Mm. So we have to understand uh, the history of neurolingual programming and we have to understand what hypnosis is and um, Dr. Richard Bandler and John Grinder modeled um, Milton Erickson, who was the master in hypnosis. And um, so there are a lot of formats where uh, hypnotalk is needed uh, to perform an NLP format. Okay, perfect. So now let's put some context around the meaning of hypnosis and NLP. For those who may be tuning in and they're getting aware of this for the first time, we definitely want to make sure that we give them enough knowledge to educate themselves where they could also go research it. So in, in your terms, what is hypnosis and why do you feel like hypno talk is relevant based on your educational training? Because hypnotalk addresses the subconscious mind where we see the most power in and not the conscious mind of a human being. And then the overall, um, overall overarching of hypnosis is what? The over. The overall. So what exactly is hypnosis? Because I want to make sure the audience um, is really understanding what hypnosis is because we see hypnosis on TV, but you know, TV tells you a vision and it may not, not necessarily be what you have learned from an educational standpoint. So can you share based on your training and experience, what hypnosis is? So a hypnosis in training, coaching, or in the field of psychology is used uh, to uh, uh, un, uh, to enter to the um, pattern which is within the subconscious mind more easily and to recall some memories uh, which uh, a person could not do with the conscious mind. There were maybe um, uh, situations and experiences which are too far away and if we want to release it we go back to the first uh, situation where this uh, pattern uh, was created to release it so we can have a longer lasting change uh, which we never could achieve with the conscious mind. 
So pretty much this is what I'm hearing. So hypnosis is a, is a form of modality that allows you to connect with the individual and go beyond the conscious into the subconscious to figure out some underlying issues or root causes in order to figure out where did this programming first get introduced to this individual and how can we scrub away this programming the thing that is no longer serving them or adding value and remove this hindrance in order for them to be free from it so then you can in introduce the new forms and techniques that will help them start to think with higher energy higher vibrations, and really see themselves as worthy. Would you say that is a good example and represent, representation of what hypnosis is? Yes, um, hypnosis is a, a very big field uh, and can be used like in TV as well for shows and uh, just for comics. Um, but we are not using it that way in, when we work uh, in coaching and um, therapies. Perfect. And I always like to debunk um, the myths because we're here to educate, inspire, and motivate. And sometimes what people see on TV, they think, oh, this is what it is. But whenever they hear from a trained professional that's um, like yourself, I really wanted to bring that to the forefront so people fully understand what it is. And then it empowers them to go out and research more on the subject matter versus making assumptions around it. Now let's um, unplug neuro-linguistics programming, which stands for NLP, y'all, for short. So neuro-linguistics programming. The mind, well, the brain, linguistics, the study of language, and then programming. So in your terms and with your education, because I'm not an expert in this, give us a short um, overview of what neuro-linguistics programming is based on your experience in the field and what you have learned education-wise. Yes, it's, uh, we can compare it with a computer. Uh, so what we put in on data, uh, the software, the hardware, and the data we put in, and uh, we can exchange it, and so reprogram our brain towards our goals. So getting rid of old software and introducing new software, kind of like when you get a brand new computer and it does not have Microsoft Word or Google Suite, there is something that you need to download in order for your computer to function. And it's kind of like whenever our systems go through software updates, whether you get it on your phone or your computer, it tells you to update that software. And if you don't update that software, your device is going to run slow and it's going to lag. And it's because you didn't introduce the update in the new environment in order for it to perform to the best of its capability. So thank you for sharing that, Andrea. And now I'm gonna throw you an audible. Is there anything else that we did not mention or covered that is important and relevant to the work that you're doing today? And if not, we'll jump into the call to action and wind down. 
Yes, uh, because a lot of people, we spoke about hypnosis and a lot of people are maybe afraid of it or don't know what it is. And I just want to add that it's a natural state uh, we are in on a daily basis and don't even know it. And there are situations when we are searching for something and uh, we cannot remember what we are searching for, or we are driving a car, there may be that we are already in a light, soft trance state and don't even know it. So it's a natural state. It's not nothing with woo-woo. So I find this very important to know. Thank you for sharing that. And now let's jump into the CTA, which is our call to action part of the segment, Andrea. What is your call to action for the audience today based on the information we have shared with them? So I will uh, suggest to uh, be uh, like a little observer who is observing oneself, becoming aware of what is, uh, how am I thinking in uh, se several situations? How are my feelings to it? And is it uh, serving me or is it hindering me? And what do I want to change? And Andrea, how can our audience connect with you today? What is your um, email and where do you hang out primarily on social media? So my email address is andrealukac.coaching at gmail.com. And I would really love if you want to share uh, what you find uh, ser serving from that, what you heard today and if there was something you didn't like, so please let me know. And you can find me on social media, uh, on Facebook with my name, Andrea Lukac. And there you have it, listeners and viewers of GEMS Podcast. You just heard Andrea Lukac all the way from Austria joining us today. And we talked about neurolinguistics programming. We talked about using hypnosis, not in the woo-woo form, but in the natural form. And we also talked about human behavior and human design and how you can move from your current situation and your current paradigms into where you want to be in order for you to live life to the fullest and really have that um, optimization in all areas of your life, which will promote a holistic viewpoint. Until the next segment, next guest, make sure you like, follow, subscribe, and share. This is found on 40 plus platforms. You could also see the video on our YouTube channel by going to GEMS, G-E-M-S, with Genesis Lamar's Kemp. And lastly, but not least, where would I be without my supporters? You know, I only think about you. Because of you, we're now ranked in the top 2% globally out of 2.8 million podcasts. And it's because you support the mission, which is to bring on subject matter experts, as well as the core pillars of this platform, which are to educate, inspire, and motivate, while we also weave in the importance of diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging. And we are looking for brand ambassadors and sponsors. If that is you, please um, send me an email to genesisamarskemp at gmail.com or check out my website, genesisamarskemp.net for more info. Until then, peace, love, and lots of blessings. Have an amazing one. 
Thank you for listening to another segment of GEMS Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform, as well as our YouTube channel, GEMS with Genesis Mars Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor, so please reach out via email at GEMS, G-E-M-S, with W-I-T-H, Genesis, G-E-N-E-S-I-S, Amaris, A-M-A-R-I-S, Kemp, K-E-M-P, at gmail.com, where your brand, your swag, your services can be here on GEMS Podcasts.